There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Bryan Health hosts a community run every October to further their commitment to wellness and mental health. For more information about this event, you can go to brianhealth.org forward slash run. This special podcast series is brought to you by Brian Health and the Kim Foundation. Running and walking are important skills to be learned, yet for most of us, we've never been taught proper form. Using proper form when running can help to keep you exercising longer, more efficiently, and injury-free. My guest today is Eric Heil with the Lincoln Running Company. Welcome to the show, Eric. So let's start with some equipment. If we are going to use proper form when we run... When we're looking at shoes, there's so many on the market. They're so technological now. What do you want people to look for in a shoe? Absolutely, that's correct. Um, one of the biggest things that we encourage is to get your form and fit checked out with a specialty run shop or you know a person who knows what they're looking for as far as your gait analysis and what goes into it. Uh, here at our store, we do a full gait analysis, and we'll look at your gait cycle to make sure that we are fitting you for the proper shoe. And it comes down to more of a fit over function uh, for us. So we look at what your arch type is. We look at your ankles, heel, knees. All that goes into it, so we're fitting you for the right shoe and not faulting the vanity like many of us do. Um, the other thing to look for would definitely be a proper insert, uh, that whether it be more arch support or cushion, whatever really helps cater to your foot strike needs. So you mentioned inserts. Is it possible with some of the technology of these shoes to overcorrect by adding an insert when one maybe isn't needed? Correct. That's 100% true. And that's where, again, seeking out someone who can do those get type of gait analysis to help you really pinpoint what your needs are. Because if you get a shoe that, say, is corrective for someone with extreme pronation, which is a flat foot rotation inward of the foot, um, and you have a high arch, that's going to overcorrect it. It's going to rotate that foot to the lateral side, and that can lead to problems with knees, hips, lower back. It, it all becomes an efficiency thing. So if you were teaching somebody to run, is their natural gait changeable? Do you want to change somebody's natural gait to make them run more efficiently or do you kind of like to leave the gait as it is and just teach them better strike position or better posture? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of studies saying we don't want to drastically overhaul our current form or change your cadence or anything like that. Um, but what we like to do with our classes, we talk about good form running. It's not perfect form. There really is, I don't believe, anything such as perfect form. There's always pretty runners out there, but um, you have your form that works for you. What we try to do is encourage you to think about ways to improve your running to become more well-rounded a runner. Everyone wants to constantly improve themselves, and, and we just kind of give you the tools to help think about that. Okay, so you don't want to drastically change somebody's running technique. So then let's get into some of the form information now. So posture and arms. As you said, not everybody's a real pretty runner, but you certainly don't want to be hunched over when you're running because that's going to restrict your airflow. So how do you maintain good posture, but all the while keeping your eyes sort of on the ground so you don't trip? Yep, there's a a few key things that we talk about. Um, you know, for me, when I was learning this process of how to talk about good form running, uh, there's parts that people take away. For me, it was posture. Um, 
and it, it hit for me because I was a collegiate runner, and I, I had success in the past, but I would look at pictures of myself when I was running, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I, would, I was not that ugly. I, I don't think I was that sloppy of a runner. You know, I was fast. But um, there was a lot of inefficiencies, and I, I had trouble staying healthy. And it wasn't until we started looking at my form and figuring those kind of things out. So um, for posture, it was something that it came down to doing what I like to call a posture reset. Um, many yoga instructors do it, where you take your hands and you just put them in uh, kind of cross your fingers motion, and you stretch high up into the sky and let those arms stretch out completely. Not only does that feel really good, it helps reset all the vertebrae, and it kind of pulls you up out of what we call that bucket seat, where you kind of get lazy and, and fall down and sit more into the into your butt pocket. So, so your arms, do you want to let them swing as you go? You know, you want to have a relaxed arm swing. Too many times I see people kind of hunched over with their shoulders close to their ears. By doing that, you're creating a very tight motion in there, and that's when we get that sort of soreness in that shoulders. You really want to relax and let your shoulders almost get as far away from your ears as possible. And letting that happen, that'll help that your arms come down. And You want to maintain a nice, consistent arm swing. Um, you want to hold those arms in about a 90-degree angle. Uh, one of the funny things that I was taught growing up that I felt was just kind of silly but now makes more sense to me as I teach these classes um, is holding my arm swing at a 90-degree angle, but not, like, clamping my hands. My dad would tell me, you know, act like you're holding ice cream. And I was like, why? He's like, well, you don't want your ice cream to fall over. You don't want your arms to turn in because you're going to lose your ice cream. Same with turning it out. So as I was running, it was simple. as just one hand is chocolate, one hand is vanilla. So just chocolate, vanilla, chocolate, vanilla. You know, it was a very easy way to hold that, that posture, the arm swing. That's really interesting. What a great tip. Now, what about cadence? People don't really realize what that is, but when we're looking at speed and stride length, people, I'm, I'm a very short person, Eric, so of course my stride length is going to be less, but I, my legs move faster. So when somebody is trying to decide how long of a length to step and when they're hitting the ground, the the speed and the toughness of hitting that ground, what do you tell them about whether they should or not try and change that? Yep. That's one of the most important key components of good form running is going to be your cadence. Without cadence, none of the other components will really run in a fluid motion. Um, the, the ideal number that you want to hit, it's going to be a, different for everybody, but it's going to be somewhere between 160 and 180 strikes per minute. So that's 90 strikes on your left foot, 90 strikes on your right foot. Um, a great way to test that is if we take uh, a cadence counter or you know a metronome in, in our classes and we just set it to 180 beats per minute and we march in place. And there, that right there, you're going zero miles an hour. Like you're not moving forward, but you can hit that regardless of your height, weight, leg length or anything like that. Um, and, and we start moving you around the room, and we march in place, and then we slightly move forward into a light jog and just leave that metronome going so you can hear what that sounds like. And we'll adjust it accordingly so you can know what 160 feels like, and we'll even go up to 200, which feels incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, the only people who, who should be hitting 200 strikes per minute have been, like, Olympic-caliber athletes. So um, cadence really dictates a lot of what goes into good form. And, you know, not everybody can hit that 180. For example, I ran a very successful half marathon earlier this year, but 
I was only at like 174 strikes per minute. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. Not, no one's going to be perfect, but that's kind of the range you want to shoot for. So what about lean? People think lean means that you're leaning forward, whether it's from your hips or usually people would do it from their shoulders. But if you're really kind of letting your feet push off the ground, explain about lean and midfoot for us. Yeah, absolutely. Lean is probably one of the more difficult ones to achieve um, because people think you, like you said, have to lean from your hips when in all reality you're doing more of a lean from your ankle. Um, We help people kind of find that lean. We tell them to kind of stand up straight, do that posture reset, and we just kind of rock back and forth ever so slightly. And that moment where you kind of lean forward and you're just about to fall where your toes almost have to grasp, that's about that ideal range. I'll actually do that with the start of many of my runs or if I get stuck at an intersection and I have to wait. I'll just kind of rock just slightly once or twice, and as I go, I'll find that lean. It's only about a one 1% lean. It's very, very subtle, but that's what's going to help you find that midfoot strike because if you're standing straight up, it's not going to allow you to come through and find that midfoot. You're going to come down more onto your heel, and um, heel creates a checkmark motion. You, know, you can always have someone film yourself running, and if you slow it down, you'll see where your foot's angled up, and you create this checkmark motion. That creates a lot of shock onto your knees. So we want to help find that midfoot or whole foot to take as less energy return onto your body as we can. What great advice. And what do you tell people when they ask you if running can help with mental health? Are, are endorphins real? Endorphins are absolutely a thing. I mean, runner's high is one of the greatest feelings in the world, whether it's completing your first 5K or your first marathon. You know, everyone has their own goals um, for running. For me, you know, and, and what I explain to a lot of people and when they ask me, like, why do you love running? Like, why do you promote running? You know, running is free therapy. It's an escape from the world. I mean, why do we run? You know, it's to get away from problems or to, as my boss says, solve every world problem while we're out there. It's it's just the greatest feeling in the world, whether it's just going out for 10 minutes or getting a 20-mile run. It's just that release of endorphins. is so satisfying. And wrap it up for us with your best advice on good, proper running form and why that's so important. Without proper form, uh, you can lead to injuries, and, and you want to have a successful, healthy running career, You know, whether it's you are having your first 5K come up or you're joining your friends to begin a running program. You know, Take the time to get the right tools, get yourself checked out at a specialty store, and you know, look into those form things. There's a great website out there at New Balance with uh, good form running that talks on a lot of the points that I brought up today that you can research. And it's a great way to get your program started to stay healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Thank you so much, Eric, for being with us today. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about healthy living, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.